Hello, this is Robert from The Editing Room. What you're about to hear is the ramblings of a madman, so I apologize if at any point in this episode I just lose all self-control and just gush over this entire series and overcomplicate and over-explain everything. Um, anyways, just that I'd throw a disclaimer out if you're like, geez, this guy lost all control. Um, enjoy. I forgot I was like to start one of these. Hello and welcome to The Witching Hour, a sister show to the main channel, the Salem Station Podcast. Instead of covering specific horror movies, here on The Witching Hour, we cover entire horror franchises. This will be part three, as part one was Friday the 13th, and part two was Halloween. Been a fucking while, huh? It's been a it's been a long time since we've done even a regular episode. Um, but yeah, the witching hour. Last, I don't remember what I don't remember what episode it was on. But I said we were gonna cover like George Romero's uh, zombie series. That's gonna be put on the back burner. That could be the next witching hour. Maybe I've only seen half of that series anyway. So don't you but, lie to the audience. <laughs> uh, I, got, I have no idea what happened with my voice there uh, um, But today's episode, as the title implies, we're doing the Saw series Because there's a new Saw movie coming out, Spiral, from the Book of Saw um, And I'm intrigued, I shall watch it when it eventually comes out As of recording, uh, it obviously hasn't been released So this coverage of the franchise is... Uh, gonna exclude that film maybe you could do something afterwards when it comes out we could review the film have a little episode on it it's like a special series alex what do you know about the saw series anything anything you know go ahead throw it at the table they use a saw at one point <laughs> yes that is that is correct and there's um, this little muppet looking motherfucker that comes out on a tricycle <laughs> and he only that comes is out, like in one or two movies, and somehow he's the icon for like the entire series. <laughs> I think he, no, I think he comes out in every movie. Does he? Yeah, he comes remember. out in every movie. I've watched most yeah. of the movies. I've watched. He, he's not. Yeah, I used... have, I've watched most of the movies. Yeah, he's not used prominently as like oh Billy the puppets in every scene, but he he'll show up every now and then. It's like a little. Little background, background character. Background? His little... Is that what the fuck? <laughs> I was gonna say him on his uh, bicycle. Is funny? <laughs> I was, I'm, I was familiar with the first film, very familiar with the first film, uh, made by James Wan, the guy who did Insidious and The Conjuring. I had seen part two and part three a while back, but I wasn't as familiar with them upon rewatch. Not that long ago, I uh, showed you and a couple of our friends um, basically the entire series because I was like, "Hey, I want to rewatch the first film. I want to show you guys the first film." And then I eventually went down the rabbit hole that is the series. I'd want we'd all watched all seven films. Then I took a break, and then I watched Jigsaw, and um, yeah, now I'm waiting for the ninth film. I guess we got to start from the beginning. Saw the first film, 2004, notorious for being notorious for many reasons. Uh, being cheap, I think we talked about this on an episode. I don't remember what episode it was. I think Terrifier? Terrifier? 
where we talked, where we compared it to it because of how I think just so. I think so. Dirt cheap, saw <laughs> one, but they made a they made a spectacular movie, dude. Saw's one of my favorite uh, movies. It has now become one of my favorite franchises in horror. Like every movie, well, no, that's a lie. I like most of the movies. There's a couple out here that I'll bash on. But I really like the first Saw film. Love it a lot. I would say it's in my top 10 horror films. We won't cover it on the main channel for like a good while. As I as I cover each movie, I'll even like mention my favorite. I trap. just found uh I just found out one of the one of the people that works on it, one of the girls or women, I guess. She she has a TikTok photos of her working on the set, which was really cool. Oh, that's pretty sick. And, like, she talked Ooh. about it, and she's like, oh, yeah, no, I was, like, uh, uh, she typically doesn't like horror, but, like, when, mm. when they're when they're shooting the film, it's covered in, like, lights, and there's people all around, and it all those effects, like, the, the grime and the losing your arm and, like, the whole atmosphere is created in post. Hmm. So, that, you know, they just they just slap a couple Snapchat filters on that bitch and call it a day. <laughs> uh, well, that's one way to make a film. Um, but I've seen interviews with uh, Tobin Bell, the guy who does the voice for Jigsaw, John Kramer. Otherwise, I would love. There's a couple of people I would love to like. I've seen podcasts where like they interview people. I don't know if we would ever interview anyone, but if we were to, there's like. A handful of people, maybe like three or four, that I would love to. Uh, Tobin Bell's one of them. Jigsaw, dude, that guy's amazing. Um, but there was an interview when Jigsaw came out, and I was watching it, and they were interviewing him. They were mentioning like, uh, how how do you play like this character? How do you are you like? Because he's he's like an older man, you know. He's like an older gentleman, and they were like baffled how like this old man could be like so creepy in the films and i think it was like a news station um and they were asking him like oh yeah like i'm not a, i'm not particularly like a fan of of torture porn or anything but yeah he's just like cool yeah film. i don't even like <laughs> i don't even like the fucking the movies i just do it for the money basically pulling a harrison ford i wouldn't say harrison ford i wouldn't say to that degree harrison ford Harrison Ford genuinely hates being Han Solo. Tobin Bell doesn't hate it, but he's like, I'm not a fan of the of the torture porn aspect. But hey, I'll what the fans want. <laughs> and uh, I, that's another thing that Saw's uh, very famous for. Um, it's often associated as the film that kicked off the torture porn subgenre of horror, which is is self-explanatory. Just seeing people get tortured and mutilated and killed in gruesome ways. And I think the reason why is because before Saw came out, horror was, like, in a weird spot. It was post-Scream, and a lot of films were trying to copy Scream. We did the biggest Scream copycat movie already. I know what you did last summer. And a lot of films were, like, just... (laughs) Yeah, uh, yeah, I know. (laughs) We should interview one of the people on that series and ask them. Did you, know? you know? Did you know that they're making a, a TV series? They really um, shouldn't. I'm... They really shouldn't. <laughs> of amazing. all the things that they could remake, uh, they, they, they really shouldn't. 
Ben Wheelers. I bought the book. I bought. I didn't know it was based. I I don't think we've ever mentioned it. It's based off of a novel, and I bought it because I want to. I need to compare this to the film. And so horror was in a weird spot. Horror was like this, like jokey whodunit meta, whatever. And then Saw comes <laughs> basically, and then Saw comes out. And it's like, oh, this is gruesome. This isn't like what we've seen in the past few horror films, and a bunch of films followed suit the most popular one post saw kind of like how i know what you did last summer is to scream uh, i'd say it's hostile i think a lot of people would agree that hostile is the next biggest portrait porn series we'll never do it because it's I, I, rem- I, have, I haven't seen it in a I, while i don't I... know what you're talking about i didn't know this was a thing it's called hostile yeah it's h-o-s-t-e-l what the fuck? Look, I, look I've legitimately never heard of that. Uh, yeah, it's 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 like it's like the it's like again it's like how I know what you did last summer is to scream. It's like the it's it's the same thing where uh, I know what you did last summer is a whodunit murder mystery with teen drama, really but scream shitty. screams really, like really shitty. Hostile, I wouldn't say hostile's cheap, but it's it's. It's, it's gruesome. It's, is what you're trying to say? <laughs> I didn't like it. It's made by Eli Roth, and we'll never talk I don't about know it on who the that podcast. Is. But he's no he's known for like having you know those like typical horror films where like all the characters are like shitty and they always end up oh, in like horrific like, scenarios. Movies. And you're like the movies I want to root on the, for the, on the side on the gas station. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. And so that's what it is. It's it's a stereotypical, you know how like they always like say like, oh, Americans and foreign uh, lands are always like obnoxious and whatever. This movie, Hostel, is about these this group of Americans. I might be remembering it wrong. People are gonna be like, you're remembering that shit wrong. But I remember it's a group of Americans and they go to like Europe and they go to like clubs and parties and they're like, man, we're only here to bang chicks and like have the best of our time. And they're getting kicked out of bars and shit. Um, they end up getting captured for all their obnoxious uh, <laughs> shenanigans and yeah, hijinks <laughs> and <laughs> and end up getting tortured. Unlike Saw, though, where it's like a purpose, you know, Jigsaw's trying to teach him a lesson. This is more like there's this underground society that likes torturing people. We make bank off of this. You can, I don't know if they go like the whole dark web route with it. Maybe the later sequels do, but I was like, that's that's dark. And then like Jigs, unlike Saw. Hostel seems like that can actually happen. You know, you always see cases of people disappearing in foreign lands, and I'm like, Hostel made me realize I better be nice when I go to other countries and not be a dick like these assholes. <laughs> but um, other known uh, torture porn ser- torture porn series is uh, the Collector the Collector series. Uh, it's the Collector. The Collection is the sequel, and I think there's a third film forgetting what it is but it's oh, yeah, it, the collector yeah the collector was originally meant i believe to be a jigsaw prequel though like the origins of jigsaw but then they realized that this film could stand on its own I might be getting it wrong but i'm pretty sure that's what the collector was and so the collector's it's it's its own little uh uh thing i have yet to see the collector i hear it's very good though but i i, I have yet to watch it but um i saw the ending explained on it <laughs> That guy's amazing, dude. I love his videos. 
he introduced me to uh what was it called uh hell house and i saw hell house and i was like oh yeah this is amazing this is an amazing film did did you watch all the hell house no i've only seen the first one um only because i watched the rest of them yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll probably watch them sometime. But I was, I hate doing this. But I always look up reviews before films, before films I see. I'm always like, is it good? Is it gonna be worth my time? And I shouldn't do that. I should go in not knowing. But I saw Hostel Two, not Hostel. Um, what's it called? Hell House Two is not as highly regarded as the first. And I'm like, that put me off. But I shouldn't have. That's my fault for having seen the review. But I'll, yeah, I'll definitely see Hell House uh, Two and Three. I but love it. Watch. I yeah. think it's worth a watch. Speaking of worth a watch, Saw to me is a worth. No, I, 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 I watch it, guys. It's amazing. No, I love don't. this. Mm, chef's kiss, dude. This this is amazing. This this I remember uh, being like, I only like the original. I don't. It's one of those series where I'm like, I don't want to watch the sequels because I'm worried that it'll ruin my perception of the first. Uh, a film series I do that with is The Omen. I love The Omen. And I refuse to watch any of the sequels. I have a collection. I have a collection of all the Omen movies sitting on my shelf. And yeah, I'll exactly. only... Yeah, and it's... Dude, the box art's amazing. You can look it up. It's spectacular. But I'll only ever pull that first film. I'll, I I look at all the other films and I'm like, I'm sorry. I just... No so you own them, but you refuse to watch them. <laughs> yeah, I mean... I have the Critters box it as well, but am I ever really uh, going to yeah. watch those? I do as well. <laughs> I'm never gonna watch them, but I own them because yeah. I didn't know that Critters Two was an Easter movie. Um, is it? And I hear, yeah, I hear that one is is more. They embrace the stupidity of the franchise, and they actually it's actually like worth. I don't know if I would say worth worth a watch, but worth is it? It may be worth your time. Maybe, maybe, maybe. it's an asterisk first. Critters franchise we covered before, and it's not known for slam dunks. Let's just say that. I would say Saw is Saw is worth every. Most of the movies are worth slam dunks. I really love the first Saw film, and I I was the same way with the Omen. I was like, I don't want to watch the sequels because I hear they get insane in terms of goriness and convoluted timelines. Correct in both statements, but I ended up loving it for. Both reasons. I does it, the franchise make sense? Probably not. I need a chronological timeline of the events that Jigsaw sits in motion. Because holy, it is a mess. <laughs> um. That so bad. Saw one. It's it's convoluted, yes, but I like it, and I like it's like that meme of the guy with the red wire attached to like these like sticky notes all over the wall and he's like i need answers that's how i am but i like it i like i like this convoluted mess it keeps me thinking um but the first off film is pretty simple pretty simple it's these two guys in a room they don't know how they ended up in this room and over the course of the movie uh secrets are revealed between them as to hey maybe this is why i'm in this room oh well this is maybe why i'm in this room and what connections do they have with each other what connections do they have to the potential jigsaw killer who is the the i guess the the face of the franchise i actually billy the billy the puppet's more the face of the franchise which is as you mentioned ironic i mean he's a creepy looking did you know that they're not going to have uh, billy the puppet on the in the new movie 
kind of sad, but I'll give the new puppet a uh the benefit of the doubt. He's like a pig looking marionette creepy thing. But um but I'll talk about Twilight in a bit. It's a pretty straightforward film with these two guys. And it's like an escape room. And it's the only film that's like that. Like, obviously, every film, you have to escape these traps. But this one is, like, specifically, like, there's clues behind certain uh, tiles in the in the room. Oh, there's, like, X marks the spot or whatever. And you got to check behind this. And you got to solve these puzzles and these riddles. And that's what made it so intriguing to me. I was like, oh, damn, like, this isn't, like, what I thought, like, people just hacking like away. You have a chance. Limbs, yeah. Later sequels would do that. And I would still like it for that. But I was like, damn, like, there's restraint in this film, but that restraint only comes from the lack of budget. There's uh, it. It's still amazing though, and the twist reveal. So there's this dead body in the middle of the floor. By the way, spoilers. It, before you listen to this, go watch Saw. It's it's amazing. Go watch Saw. Whatever you whatever negative connotations you have the series, just watch the first. Go 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 on your merry way and watch it, and then come back. Uh, spoilers. There's a dead body in the middle of the room. That is Jigsaw himself and when they're like it's revealed that the this guy who the movie kind of sets up to be jigsaw his name is zep and they're zep dies at the hands of one of the guys his name's adam played by lee Wanell, who was one of the, i think he's a screenwriter him and james Wan are credited for creating the series uh lee Wanell plays the actor uh adam and he lee Wanell is also uh responsible for uh Numerous of the Insidious movies and the Invisible Man movie that came out that long ago. He directed that. He kills that, and it's like, oh, we, we got the Jigsaw killer. And then the body in the middle of the room stands up, and he's like, psych, motherfuckers, it's me. <laughs> and like, the... It's me. Yeah. And, Yo, boy. And they're like, <laughs> they're like what? And that's, that's something that they try to aim for in every movie, where it's like this, this twist ending you don't see coming. It, it's and that's what adds to the convoluted nature as the series just goes on because it's like we gotta add in a twist. This thing happened before. Or this character's a killer. And they try this to integrate and that, and into the like, story, and it just ends kind of in a mess eventually. Yeah, it's, it's like it gets to a point where, in order to understand the first movie, you have to watch the movie two movies ahead, and it's just kind of <laughs> like, hmm. yeah, yeah. It's like, but uh, in order to understand those movies, you need to know what happened before, so you have to watch like the movies that came before it. But then there's twists that change. It's it, it eventually like how many Saw movies is that? There's a lot. There's nine. Well, there's, there's nine, eight. Yeah. There's eight with the ninth one coming out. I would, like past the sixth one is when it just starts getting to a point where it's almost impossible to understand unless you watch like an hour da- an hour long <laughs> breakdown on YouTube to break down every little thing. Hey, and if you guys want me to, I'll do that hour hour oh, long breakdown. I will I will unravel the Saw series. I'll I'll make a Saw timeline of events. Jigsaw's origins to Jigsaw's death to Jigsaw's apprentices and potential cult, maybe? Jiggy cult. But anyways, I'll get more into that later. Uh so yeah, Jigsaw's the killer. That's a twist. And the iconic I love this so much. Jigsaw gets up and he's like Y'all lost. Y'all buffoons didn't play the game well, and he closes the door saying game over and he slams it. And I remember the first time I saw it, I was like, this is a masterpiece. <laughs> this is amazing. But yeah, so, so Jigsaw targeted them because uh, Dr. Gordon, who's one of the guys that's in the room, 
he was cheating on his wife and didn't appreciate what he had. And that's something that uh, Jigsaw uh, is kind of known for in the series. He doesn't just target random people. He targets people who he believes deserve it because they don't see life as something that they're cherishing, you know? And it's something that I really kind of like because it isn't like uh, this random guy in the street who I'll get just to torture for fun. It's like, no, like, oh, you don't deserve life? Okay, then I will, I'll put it to the test. If you deserve life, you would do anything to escape this trap. And some people do escape the traps and they're like, have a newfound li- a view on life. Some people escape the traps and they're like, no, I, I, I didn't see the point of your trap. All I ended up doing was losing an arm or something. You and your sick games. This doesn't make me deserve, this doesn't make me appreciate life more. If anything, it made me hate it more because of the pain and everything I endured. And then there's people who just don't, don't escape the traps and that happens more often than not. And we see the gruesome outcome of most of these. Uh, but the first Saw uh, movie, I would say it's most iconic trap. And it's the trap that kind of defines the series is the reverse bear trap, where it's, we all know what a bear trap is. You step in and the thing closes on whatever steps in it, particularly bears. You'd hope a bear would stare and step in that. Or maybe not. That's, I don't know. But so the reverse bear trap is put on someone's head. Instead of closing, it opens up, opens their jaws open. So it, it basically splits their head in half. We don't see it do its job because the person escapes. Her name is Amanda. Amanda will come in much later in the f- series. Actually, not much later in the next installment. We'll go over Amanda more. But I she escapes like the trap. Later. <laughs> she escapes the trap. Yeah, so Dr. Gordon was cheating on his wife, and that's why he was put in the sauce. Uh, uh scenario and adam uh was hired by i don't know who he was hired by i think jigsaw to take photos of adam and what he of i'm sorry of dr gordon what he was doing i don't remember why adam was put in he was just taking pictures of dr gordon i guess that that's why those two are in there and then uh uh so then we get to saw two and in saw two if you watch saw and then go to saw two you can see it instant upgrade in terms of budget everything's much a bigger scale you have you have actual cops in the film you did it in the first film but you had like detectives and you just film someone in a suit and call them a detective but they had actual like police uniforms police cars bigger buildings bigger sets bigger traps bigger contraptions and uh jigsaw right he's he's in his little warehouse and he's setting up traps and stuff and the police uh, managed to get a hit on him and his location. And so they arrive. Uh, the main police officer, uh, Eric Matthews, played by Donnie Wahlberg. And he's like, <laughs> he's in so many of these films. And I'm like, Jesus, dude, when is he going to die? Just kill him off already. Eric Matthews. He arrives to Jigsaw's location. <clears throat> him and his crew arrest him within the first like five or ten minutes. That being said, numerous of the police officers that come with them end up dead because they end up in like weird traps uh, throughout the warehouse. But they eventually capture Jigsaw. And I kind of feel bad for Jigsaw in some scenes because Eric Matthews just like roughs him up, like slap him in around, throw him in over tables and stuff. And he's like, we got you, you sick bastard. Like, we're going to put you in. And Jigsaw's like, oh, but you can't because I have your son <laughs> and your son's your son's somewhere, and if you want to survive, twist. <laughs> yeah, if you want to survive, you have to go find your son. Don't worry though; he's in a safe place, and that's that's key to remember. Your son's in a safe place. 
and Eric Matthews is like, oh, what do we do? And, and so he goes, he sends his officers out to try to scout wherever his son might be. And they're like, well, we don't know where he's at. And the police, though, they uncover uh, monitors and it's screens. And it's of this group of people in this house. And they're like, what is this? And Jigsaw's like, oh, it's, it's a group of people I have in the trap right now. And they're going through this house. And, and you see these, these people. And what I like about the Saw movies later is there, there's the main plot with Jigsaw and whatever he's dealing with, whether it be his apprentices or the police. And then there's the traps in the, as a second subplot. But the traps are still connected and still important to the main plot. So while Eric Matthews is arguing with Jiggy about where his son is at, uh, the, the the house and the contraptions are going on. And uh, I really like Saw 2. Saw 2 is pretty goddamn good. So these people go, the people go throughout the house and they're doing traps and whatnot. I don't know if you've seen Saw 2. Uh, there's one of my my favorite, I don't know if you'd call it a trap. And you might remember it just for that is the when Amanda, because Amanda is part of the this new uh, trap, this new trap, <laughs> trap house. That's what it is. And you're like, oh, what's Amanda doing here again? I thought she escaped the reverse bear trap. Uh, she's thrown into a pit of needles. And I remember seeing that being like, oh, yeah, that, that God. Was, That's gruesome. That was, kind of that was horrendous. I like all of the, the traps in this one. Because there's a guy who has to go in like this. I don't know if it's a, where they cremate people. But it's this thing where you have to go in. And it's, it's like used to burn shit. And uh, there, Jigsaw always leaves recordings for people. And he's like. Oh, uh, and it's funny because the way he like always talks about the the people he's about to like put in a trap, it kind of reflects the scenario they're about to go through. Because he's like, all throughout life, you burned people with the drugs you gave them. Now we'll see if you can survive this. And the guy ends up being burned or shit. He'll be. It's I don't know, pretty sick. But yeah, besides Amanda, one of the other people who's revealed to be in this trap is Eric Matthews' son. And Eric Matthews is like, oh shoot, this is the house we have to go to to save my son. Like you said, he was in a safe place, but my son is in this house with all these lunatics and all these people. And what I like about the Saw movies is usually all the people that are in this trapped scenario have some sort of connection with each other. And they put together that everyone in that house has been, I believe, arrested by Eric Matthews or put away by Eric Matthews at some point or another. Basically, a a, a crowd you don't want your son in. Yeah, and they're like, well, what's your connection? You're just a child. And they re- it's revealed, oh, he's the child this kid, of this police this kid officer. using his, his good two brain cells. <laughs> and they're like... He probably discovers, <laughs> you know, it's probably not a good idea to tell them my dad's a cop. So yeah. he wisely shuts the fuck up and doesn't yeah. say anything. They eventually do uncover it, though, but... And then they're like, get my boy! And they start chasing after yeah, him. Get my boy! Um, Amanda eventually helps him escape. And the, the officer, he sees this, Eric Matthews, he sees this on the TV screens, and he's like, well, take me to him, take me to him. And Jigsaw's like, all right, but, but I have to uh, put some sort of conditions first before I take him to you. Uh, no one can follow us. If I see any slight hint of a cop or anyone following us or tracing us, he dies. I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, you got to come alone with me. I'm Which sorry. <laughs> I would, I would never I'm trust sorry. Jigsaw to go with him ever alone anywhere. If I were to live in the city, if I were a cop in this city, just, just go to another city. I'm sorry. Every cop in this city seems to fucking die. Eric Matthews is like, all right, all right, Jiggy, you're, I'll take you to, to where the house is at. And so he goes and 
<laughs> he beats, but not before he beats him. Jiggy. Uh, sorry, I keep calling him Jiggy. Jigsaw. He like. Did you just call him? <laughs> Jiggy. What the? No, no, no. We're gonna rewind that. What did you just call him? <laughs> Jiggy. You have a, a nickname for him. Um, but he he roughs up Jigsaw so badly that I feel bad for him. Jigsaw's like a black guy. He's bleeding from like every possible opening on his face. But Jigsaw's like he's in the house. They eventually get to the house. And Eric Matthews storms in. But one thing that's revealed, and it's one of the many twists in this film, the recordings that are happening on uh, that are happening on the screen in the warehouse, those 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 events happened hours ago. That's not something that's happening right now. So the sun was never truly in any danger because that was in the past, and it was being played so that everyone could think it's currently happening with the events of Saw Two. But no, that was, and this is one of the first instances where it's like, okay, already, already they're doing things. Something's happened in the past, and this is what's happening in the present. You know? And so far, it makes sense, though. And Eric Matthews puts that together. He is, he's trapped in the house. He gets knocked out, and he's put in a trap. And uh, one of the twists, another twist that's seen is Amanda, who's one of the players uh, known for having the reverse bear, bear trap in the first film, and being one of the players in this trap house, um, she's revealed to be Jigsaw's apprentice, and she was only playing along to make sure that the game was played the way Jigsaw intended it to be played. And she's like, what's up? I'm Jigsaw's apprentice. And Eric Matthews ends up being captured, and it's seen that she's one of the people who helped Jigsaw in the first film set up the trap of the first film, putting the things behind tiles and putting the things where they should be and this is where you see the reason why Jigsaw didn't move at all throughout the first film, even though he was laying still on the ground, is because he injected him something. He injected himself with uh, something that would slow down his heart rate and his breathing, so he yeah, would. Be... This guy was just like the best at hide and seek. <laughs> yeah, hiding in plain sight, and these fuckers couldn't notice. And then so it's revealed that Amanda is Jigsaw's apprentice, and Jigsaw has an apprentice, and this Amanda will be the first of many. It's revealed that Eric Matthews' son was indeed in a safe place. Because he was literally put in a safe in the warehouse where Eric Matthews was in, in the beginning of the film. And they find that out and they're like, oh, his son was here the whole time. And the son's like, "I'm, yeah, I was here the whole fucking time. And Eric Matthews bamboozled. He was led to the trap that Jigsaw wanted to put him in because he, he knew that Eric Matthews would rough up his criminals even though they were like arrested. He was like a dirty cop and he would the sh- ever living shit out of everyone he arrested just like he just like you see him do to jigsaw throughout the film where he's like punching him and you feel bad because jigsaw's this old guy i mean yeah he's, a, yeah, he, yeah he's an old man and he tortures people but like come on he's just an old man you see him like beating the hell out of him he's like punching him in the spine and shit and he's like that's your kidney you want me to go for the other one it's like, <laughs> jesus christ <laughs> and then jigsaw's like this is what you get he's like wait please you treat people with this disrespect. You believe that their lives are meaningless. Well, let's see if you believe that your life is meaningless. And he puts him in the, um, it's he puts him in the same scenario that the people in the first film were in. So it's the same room. His legs attached to uh, to some pole, chained up, and he's like, "Game over." No, Amanda does it. Amanda's like, "It's me." I'm one of the apprentices. I help Jigsaw. And she does the iconic scene where she's like, game over, and she closes the door. Um, I didn't mention what happened to the first people, the first two people in the first film. Uh, Adam stays in the room, but um, 
uh, Dr. Gordon, he cuts off his foot with the saw, and that's the iconic saw thing. Um, he gets a hacksaw, and they're they're like, they don't want us to cut through our our chains. They want us to cut through our feet. So he cuts off one of his foot. He cuts off his foot, and he like slides and slithers away into the darkness, and you never you never see him again. Don't worry, folks. We'll like every loose thread in the series, we'll come back to it. So that's all too, though. Thought two is uh, Eric Matthews is in the same room, and you're like, "Oh, Adam is in that same room. Adam is dead." You see Adam's corpse there, as well as Zepp's corpse. So we already got two dead. This room would end up with like an insane amount of corpses in here. But and you're like, "Oh, Adam, Adam, like, did he starve to death? What happened? Adam's dead." Don't worry, we'll find out in Saw three. And so we get to Saw three, and this is kind of where I start already getting my memories of the Saw films all messed up and jumbled into one mess. But Saw 3 is about a guy. His name is, I think it's, I want to say Terry or Jerry. I might be wrong, but I'll call him Jerry. Uh, this is a guy who lost his son. And and this is, this is the B plot, right? The A plot is obviously Jigsaw and everything that's going on with him. And so Jigsaw, one thing that I failed to mention is that Jigsaw has cancer. Uh, brain cancer and he's slowly oh, dying yeah. and in the third film and throughout the films you see uh kind of his origin so in the first film it's revealed that he has cancer in the second film i believe it's revealed that the reason why he appreciates life is because he was in a car accident right after getting the news of he had cancer he drove off in a wild rage and he was like well life doesn't mean anything now since i i'm, a, I'm basically a ticking time bomb i'm gonna die and then he crashes and he like gets impaled on something, but he survives and he's like, no, this is a meaning. Like, even though I have a death sentence, basically, I still have something to live for. I should appreciate these moments I have. And then he realizes he appreciates life, even though he doesn't have enough life left in him. But there are people out there who have their entire lives before them, but they don't appreciate. And he's like, those fuckers better appreciate it. I better leave my mark on this world before I go. And that's what set him off on this journey. Don't worry, that's not the ending of his origin because we will go further and develop his origin even more. Some elements which I don't like, but whatever. Uh, Saw 3, though, Jigsaw's basically on his deathbed and he's like, he needs like an oxygen thing, a respirator. And he's like, oh, I I think this is it. I'm going to die. Uh, Amanda, I need a I need a doctor to operate on my brain, and he's like, I can't necessarily go to a hospital because you can arrest my ass. And so Amanda goes and she kidnaps Doctor Lin, uh, takes Doctor Lin as to where do. Jigsaw's at. at. Yeah, as you do. Yeah, I mean, I understandable. I'm I don't know if Jigsaw has medical coverage. Uh, don't worry, we'll find that out in Saw Six. <laughs> but he has medical if you, coverage. Um, that's that's like the main plot point of Saw Six, kind of. He kidnaps Lin, and they put this device over Lin, uh, Lin's neck, and it's it's horrifying. Just just ask her, hey, would you want to operate in, on me? Hey, if I were in her situation, I'd be like, yeah, I'd gladly. Just don't put that shit on my neck. I'll do it. I'll do it. Just don't do this. Don't put me in this contraption. But you know, but, that's how he yeah, do. That's how he rolls. And he, they put this thing on her neck, so if Jigsaw's uh, heart stops for any reason it'll go off and that device will kill her. I think it'll like do something to her neck. And so she has every incentive then to make sure that Jigsaw does not die. She's like, okay, well, I need to do surgery now because his brain is swelling. And they're like, well, we have these saws and these tools that we use to torture people. Can you make surgery with that? And she's like, 
Because, like, that's that's inadequate. That's not even sanitized. Half that shit's fucking rusted. We need to take them to the hospital. And they're like, no, that's not even possible. So that's, like, that's that's a plot, right? Lynn has to do surgery on Jigsaw. And there's many times where you see Jigsaw, like, almost flatline. She's like, no, 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 we gotta shock him back to life. We gotta do this shit. Jigsaw's always... And then they, like, she eventually does, like, an operation on his head to relieve the pressure. And it's gruesome as fuck. It's like, ugh. But B-plot is this guy named Jerry. Or what well, I assume his name is Jerry. And he's he can get over the death of his son. I think you called he's... him three different names at this point. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know. He's unremarkable in this series. And unfortunately, he's like in like... He's in three of these films. But he can't get over the death of his son. And he's always stuck in this past moment and cherishing his son. And I mean, I don't blame him. It's freaking son. It's a, it's a little boy that he lost. Like, God damn it, Jigsaw, calm down. Terry can't get over... Sorry, Jerry, you're right. <laughs> I've called him numerous <laughs> You've called him three different names at this point. Uh, whatever name I say, you guys know what uh, guy I'm talking about. Uh, Jerry, uh, he's put in this uh, giant warehouse where he has to go through various scenarios. And he he's not put in traps, but there's other people in these traps that he has to save. But... The people that are in these traps were involved with his son's death. For instance, uh, one of the persons, uh, one of the people involved was the, I think, like a lawyer who uh, is the reason why the guy who ended up killing his son, which I think was in a vehicular accident, I might be wrong. Uh, the lawyer who was obviously on the guy's, the guy who killed his son's side, uh, she is the reason why the, the son went free. And so he's like, because of you, like, the guy went free. And she's like, it's my job. And uh, she's, like, being frozen because she's naked in this, like, refrigeration room. And water's being sprayed on her. So she's freezing. And he's like, all he has to do is just push this button or something. And it'll stop. And he'll be set. she'll be set free. And he just stands there for minutes, and like, admiring her body or something. And he's just looking. He's like, yeah, but you let my son go. You let the guy. You let the guy go. And she's like, just fucking push the button. I'm freezing. Yeah. I'm dying. And every time you save someone, it's always at the last minute. He pushes the button eventually, and what's the point? She's dead. She's frozen. And he's like, oh, well, my job here is done. Let me go to the next victim. My job <laughs> here next... is done. Yeah. <laughs> and the next guy he goes to is the judge who resided over the court case, and he's like. Because of you, like, the guy went free and the judge is, like, he's, like, uh, attached um, to the bottom of this giant, like, I don't know what you'd call it. This giant container, this giant v- whatever the fuck it is. And uh, as time goes, pigs will be dropped in, but they will be, like, put in, like, in this meat grinder. But they're, like, old, rotten pigs. And you see, like, flies and, like, mold all over them. And the pigs get, like, all scrunchied up and they get tossed in there and he'll eventually drown once like a certain amount of pigs get dropped in and like he'll be pig guts yeah he'll be drowning in disgusting rotten pig guts it's fucking disgusting i always get nauseous when i see that because like he's like like gasping for air and she goes in his mouth and i'm like <laughs> it's disgusting but the same the same thing happens again he's like you put him away and this guy's jenny's like help me like this shit's horrendous please i don't no one deserves this and he's like, yeah, well, maybe you do because you put my son away. Eventually, though, this is one of the few people that he ends up saving. And he's like, all right, I'll let you go. I'll let you go. And so it, then it's Terry and the judge. And they're walking through scenarios. And they eventually come to the last guy. 
and it's possibly my favorite trap uh, of the movie, of this film, and it's called The Rack. And Jigsaw even says on a recording, oh, I personally lame this because I think it's pretty interesting. And it's the last guy is the person who ran over his son. This is the guy who killed his son. And Terry has to face with him. And he's like, you you put my son away. But at this point, because of Terry's inactions, you're kind of rooting for the guy who killed his son instead of Terry. Because you're like, no, yeah, you I mean, have everyone die. <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah, so the rack, this guy's strung up. His limbs are attached. His neck is attached to something. And as as time goes, every single one of his limbs are being twisted. So you see his arm do like a complete like 360 as it's twisting his flesh. And you hear his bones breaking. And he's like, just pull the lever or whatever. Like, do the thing, please. And, it's like, and he's like, no. Oh, no. There's a shock. I don't think I will. <laughs> There's a shock and he has to like work with or whatever. He ends up shooting the judge and killing the judge. So... He saved the judge for not. <laughs> the judge ended he saved up that the anyway. judge only to murk his only ass to himself. Him. Yeah. And then the rack, after it like twists all of his limbs, it then goes to his head, and you see it slowly twisting his neck, and it's it's gruesome, but it's amazing, dude. And this guy's like screaming, and Terry's like, "Alrighty, I'll save you." Once all of his limbs have been broken and shattered, but the moment he tries to save him, his he's already the guy's already facing backwards, and there's no point. And you hear like his bones just breaking, and he's like, "Oh, well, he's dead too." On to the next scenario. <laughs> and one thing I failed to me- one thing I failed to mention is C plot. I guess it's C plot because there's another plot point that I forgot to mention, but it's integral to the series. Even though Jigsaw, so Jigsaw, right? There's the whole thing where like Lynn is operating on Jigsaw, and then there's Terry going through all the scenarios. Amanda, what's Amanda doing? And what's what's Jigsaw's thing with her? Well, Amanda. She is taking up the jigsaw mantle and she's putting all these traps into effect. But the thing with her traps is that her traps are inescapable. She can't, she makes it so that her people can't escape traps. And another one of my favorites, this is one of those films where I can't choose which is my favorite trap between the rack or this other thing, which uh, I think it's like the first trap of the film. And it's Officer Carrie, I think is her name. Uh, she's one of my favorite, she was one of my favorite people from the original trilogy and she ended up dying in this film. Uh, but I, her death is one of my favorites in the franchise. She's a tap, she's a trap to this contraption, which I'll call a blood eagle because it reminds me of that thing from Midsommar, where it's a trap to her rib cage, and the only way to unlock it is by getting a key. But the key's in a vat of acid, and she has to put her hand in it, pull out the key, bef- and she has a ticking time bomb because the key will dissolve in the acid. And if that's not enough incentive, there's a certain with past a certain amount of time, the thing will open up her rib cage killing her and so she sticks her hand in the vat of acid and you see her go through this gruesome ordeal and you're and you i'm, I'm rooting for her because i feel bad for her because i liked her character in the first couple films and she pulls out her hand all burned and she puts the key in the thing and she she does it she saves herself in time but the rib cage won't open up because it's done in such a way that it it's not it's made to not allow her to escape and then she's like she sighs and like in a moment of she just gives up and she's like i can't this is an escapable one. It it's shot beautifully in a weird way, and it just rips open her rib cage, and it like just displays her like torn in half, and it's like oh my god. But yeah, that that's that's one of the scenarios where it's like her traps are inescapable. So that's C plot, and C plot is integral to what happens to A plot, 
and B plot is integral you, you to can, how you can B begin plot. to see how this <laughs> the convolutedness yeah continues with every movie because like every movie yeah and like, it just gets every every movie is just like but wait there's more and then they there's fucking more. like it gets to a point where half the movie like in the later films almost half the it's movie flashbacks. is just flashbacks to the first film to remind you yeah, yeah. what's going on in the retcon and it's just like well you know yeah particularly part five i think part five is purely almost purely uh flashbacks but um yeah you're right and then numerous where like the first film was just one plot part two is two plots the house and eric matthews and jigsaw part three is already three plots and i forgot to mention eric matthews is also in this film but he's only seen in the beginning you catch up with him he's in the room oh what does he do in the room he gets one of the the huh (laughs) no he he's he's attached to that remember by via chain his foot's attached to like that same room scenario that was seen in the first film and he's like okay well i gotta escape and he sees a foot there and he's like well this guy cut off his foot i don't want to do that to my foot so he gets like i don't know what you'd call it it's like the top of a toilet that is when he use it to smash his chains but instead he smashes his foot and his foot becomes like mush and he like slithers his foot out of the chains in such a gruesome way and i'm like oh my god and then Eric Matthews, like, starts to slither away, kind of like Dr. Gordon in the first film. Don't worry, we'll catch up with both of them. Because Eric Matthews, spoilers, doesn't get too far before Amanda finds him slithering. And she's like, oh, no, you don't. This is this <laughs> oh, wasn't a... no, you don't, you slippery bastard. <laughs> yeah, that trap wasn't quite it for you. Like, unlike everyone else who's being tested by that, you have yet to be tested. You're just being held momentarily. I don't know why you smashed your own foot. You're not even being put through any scenario yet. So he's put away again. And we'll catch up with Eric Matthews again in the fourth film. But Amanda's making these traps inescapable for everyone. And Jigsaw has noticed that. So, and this is where it all ties in. And I'd say it's pretty pretty spectacular. But it's still convoluted as fuck. This is one of those films where if you go to the bathroom for like a minute or so and you come back, you're going to already have missed a major plot point in the film. That's where most of these. So you can't, it, you can't, you can't go, you can't miss any scene because every scene's integral. So Terry eventually stumbles upon the room where Jigsaw, Lynn, and Amanda are at. But before he does so, uh, it's revealed, this is the major twist, uh, Lynn is Terry's husband, uh, wife, sorry. Lynn is Terry's husband, uh, god damn it, Lynn is Terry's wife. And she's also she also dealt with her husband's grief and their grief over their child. But I believe I might be wrong, but I think it's that she got over it, whereas her husband didn't. So she's trying to put them in the scenarios to kind of show their difference or whatever. I might be getting that wrong, but I'm pretty sure that's what it is. That's how plot point A ties into plot point B. She is Terry's wife. And the events that Terry is going through is in the same warehouse where Jigsaw, Amanda, and Lynn are in. And the end tour that Terry is giving himself will lead to that room to where Lynn is at and Amanda and Jigsaw. And then we got plot point C, where this ties in eventually. Amanda and her inescapable traps. Everything that was put in motion in regards with Lynn, starting from the first film, was all meant to be one final trap or game for Amanda to test her. Can you get over all of 
your, I don't know, self-centered bullshit or whatever and make an inescapable trap? Can you get over everything and finally realize that I've taught you? And there's a point in the movie where she, you see her kind of get jealous of Lynn and how Jigsaw sees Lynn because Jigsaw's like, oh, like you're saving me. Like you're giving me like life and whatnot. And Amanda gets jealous of this. I don't know. Don't do anything stupid. Like this is this is your test. Eventually, though, Jerry comes upon the room. Jerry sees Jigsaw laying. Jigsaw and then Lynn's like, wait, wait, don't, because she's about to explain that. Like, if Jigsaw dies, I die. Terry, because Terry hasn't learned jack shit from everything he's gone through. Shoots Jigsaw. <laughs> yeah, just being the bastard that he is. Yeah. No, I think he shoots Amanda. Amanda falls as does she he? falls. Oh yeah, he yeah, does. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Amanda falls and she shoots Lynn, and Lynn falls and then he's like, "No!" and he goes to Lynn and he's like, Jigsaw's like on his deathbed and he's like, "Amanda, like you weren't supposed to like shoot her. Like that was your task. Like you have failed me. The last hopes I had for you, like you failed. Game over, Amanda." And Amanda's like, "She's bleeding out," and Lynn's like, "You can still like save us." And Jerry's like, "I will." I gotta get rid. Of, I gotta get rid of this fucker, and he goes to Jigsaw, and she's like trying to like say like no, wait, but she's like gurgling on her own blood. And uh, Terry Bray takes up a saw out of it's like a miter saw, or whatever, and he swings it over Jigsaw's throat, cutting his throat in half. And eventually he dies, and then Jigsaw's like contraption blows up, and Terry's like, oh, she's dead. Um, just like and that. Then, and then that's where the film ends. Terry's dead. No, Terry doesn't die, I think. Lynn dies, Jigsaw dies, Amanda dies, everyone dies, except for Terry. I don't know. Unfortunately. Let me see where Terry comes up again. But then we get to Saw 4. I like how you I'm sorry calling if I... him Jerry to... What was? Terry? Gary, and now Terry. Sorry. <laughs> Let me get to Saw 4. And it's like, oh, wow, Jigsaw's dead. And they make a point. Yeah, Jigsaw is dead because the movie opens up with his autopsy and it's such a gruesome ordeal where they like zoom in on everything they're doing so like they're cutting open his chest and they like rip it open they rip open his rib cage and they like hear the cry it's like asmr where you hear every noise and every square and they like look at his head and they're like wow like they like did some sort of weird home surgery on this guy's head and they found all these bodies amanda uh lynn and everyone and so you're like oh this must take place after Saw 3, obviously, right? Because they find Jigsaw dead. Yes, but then this is... Saw 4 to me is where it just gets confusing immediately. It doesn't get cleared up until Saw 5 and Saw 6. But Saw 4 to me was like, oh my god, this is already convoluted. I mean, it already was to begin with, but this is where it gets even more so. Uh, Do- Detective Hoffman. Detective Hoffman, uh, he's integral to the plot of the film. And he was seen, actually, in the first... In the third film, and I think maybe the second film. But he was set up in the third film. Which, so which leaves to make you think, like, did they knowingly retcon this? Like, did they did they set this up knowing they were going to retcon that later? Or was it just, like... You know, I think fact? so. Because in Saw 3, uh, one of the scenes that we see Amanda kind of get jealous over, she opens up a letter. But we don't see what's in the letter. And that what's in that letter isn't revealed until Saw 6, I think. And it's like, Jesus wait, do they find that out? Because that one letter... Like, it's such a weird scene because it doesn't that's make the, sense that's in the, the thing. context. It's like, why even include stuff like that if you're not going to explain it? For not, not, not even in the next movie, but two movies away. Like, what's, and then, what's the point? 
Yeah, it makes sense if you see Saw 6, why she's distraught and why she acts the way she acts in Saw 3, where it's like she's doing all these things against Jigsaw, but it's because of Saw 6. But then it's like, damn, that, you got to you find that out later down the line. <laughs> uh, he's dead. And while they're doing the autopsy, Detective Hoffman's like, I want to make sure, like, like this is it. This is There's no shenanigans here. They, of course, find a little thing in his intestine that he had swallowed. And you see him swallow it in Saw 3. But it's such a small scene where he has like this little, uh, this little, it's like a hard drive. And he pours wax over it and he swallows it. But it's so like, such a small scene that in part four, you're like, did he do that? So when you go back to Saw 3, you're like, oh, wait, he did do that. Yeah, it just mean, didn't... it's like such small shit. Yeah, so and it's annoying. like, were they setting this up? <laughs> but then they play the tape. And the reason why it was covered in wax is so like it wouldn't be damaged when it goes through his system, I guess. And then so they play it and it's a recording and it's like, oh, Detective Hoffman, you may believe you're off the hook, but you have still yet to be tested. Don't worry, although even though you and it's said in a way that like it doesn't it doesn't incriminate Hoffman because spoilers, Hoffman is the next jigsaw. Uh, it said it said in a way like even though like you believe you have gone through trials yourself, you still have yet to be tested. And that won't happen until Saw 6. Uh, yeah, I'll have it till Saw 6. Which again, it's like, wow, like I don't know if they started from the beginning laying this map out, but sure, I guess. So, oh what what is this trap? And then uh, in Saw 4, you're introduced to new characters. Uh the Agent Strom. This is where the FBI gets involved because they're like, all right, well, this is clearly out of control. Agent Strom, Agent Perez, and her partner, whose name I can't remember, but he's this older guy three of them right they go when they start to uncover who the next jigsaw is uh hoffman ends up being captured quote unquote captured by the new jigsaw because as i revealed earlier he is the new jigsaw so he just puts himself in the trap uh you have this detective officer named riggs i think his name is riggs and he's being he's being it seems like he's being groomed to be the new jigsaw and he's he's given scenarios where he's like you because in the beginning of the film he they hoffman's like hey like calm down like because they in the beginning of the film, and I'm sorry if I'm keep going back and forth because I'm barely remembering things, but half of this is integral to the series before we move forward. Uh, they find, uh, I think her name is Kelly's body with her ribs open from the third film. They find her body and they're like, she was one of us. She was a police officer. Why was, why was this was done to her? Yeah, and like, why was this done to her? And they're like, well, we know Amanda and Jigsaw were both the killers. So like, I don't know, one of them had a motive or something. And that's when, that's when the agents revealed like, no. They can't have done that because uh, Jigsaw is this old guy who was on the verge of dying. He had cancer. He had literally no strength left. And Amanda was trying to carry out the, the traps that she could, but like she couldn't have done everything because she isn't. And they reveal like her st- her stats and everything, where she's like she's small, she's she's not that strong. She couldn't have done this herself. And they're like there has to be Sexist. a third person involved. Yeah, it, I guess so yeah, it kind of is. But they reveal, like, through that, there's another Jigsaw out there. And they don't know who it is, but they believe it might be someone on the inside, someone who works at the police department. And it's pretty sick how they start, like, piecing it together, like, trying to see, like, well, who can we trust in the police department? And it, this being said, you know, you still don't know it's Hoffman. It's, that's the twist of this movie. Hoffman is the Jigsaw killer. The new apprentice, the second apprentice. And Riggs is being set up by this new Jigsaw. And he's being set up, like, you have to think the way I think. You have to see things the way I do. You have to understand justice is not this clear-cut thing. And he comes across many scenarios of, I think, the first chick he finds. 
is this hooker or whatever and he's like look at her as she wastes her life away or whatever or she's a drug addict and i think she's a drug abuser actually whatever though but he he's like you in order to in order for you to learn your lesson you have to go with what i say either you, either this person you like dies or she dies you got to pick and choose and so you see Riggs kind of start i wouldn't say appreciate jigsaw but he's like learning the way jigsaw thinks and one of my one of the one of the one of the guys who ends up getting tortured i'm like yeah that guy kind of deserves it is this hotel owner or this motel owner he, he owns like this inn <clears throat> and he like lets in like ladies check in when ladies check in as they sleep he like goes into their room and he like does disgusting things with them at at their mercy and Ew. uh yeah and then Riggs comes across uh the hotel because he was being sent by jigsaw because there's like clues and he's piecing this together he's like go to this location and stuff and then he he goes to the owner and the owner is like he's, he's like this innocuous guy and he's like he's just like a regular everyday guy and he's like oh hey like you want to check in Riggs is hesitant at first because he's like this guy like he didn't do anything and then uh jigsaw because he always has his tapes and billy the puppet and whatnot billy puppet appears on screen and he's like oh this man may seem like an ordinary man but that's something that like people people don't realize that they encounter like rapists and thieves and murderers every day they're just regular people and they blend in but you never see it and this guy and they show on tape recordings that this guy has like recorded himself doing like disgusting things and Riggs looks away and he's like that's you like you did that shit you did that to your own customers and the people and he's like yeah and like they get i get away with it because like but he's like crying he's like i i i'm sorry like i just you know it's impulses or whatever and that's when Riggs is like no like put yourself in the trap and the guy's like no i won't do and he and then Riggs is like put it in the trap or i'll put him i'll put you in myself and so this is where you see like Riggs like oh like Riggs is starting to like take charge he's like doing jiggy's work and so this is one of the guys where I'm like, yeah, that guy deserves to be in that with it, trap. As the kids and, say. <laughs> yeah. And so eventually at the end of the trap, his limbs get torn apart. I That's one of the few people in the series where I'm like, that guy deserves it. And that's where Riggs... And you see Riggs encountering people in situations like that, where it's these ordinary people that they've gone away with. They've gotten away with disgusting things because they haven't been revealed of, as to what they've done. But one of the main reasons, one of the main reasons why Riggs is being tested, or not being tested, but being put in this weird scenario where he's doing some of Jigsaw's work is because Hoffman, as I said, is the new Jigsaw, and he's putting him through these scenarios because Hoffman Hoffman has seen how Riggs operates. He's very careless. He doesn't look at the clues. He doesn't understand the way, he doesn't understand people's motives. And he always, it said that he always goes through a door running, not ever looking around his surroundings. And each of these scenarios is made for him to appreciate that, or rather analyze that, because he's analyzing clues, he's analyzing situations, he's analyzing the traps and how Jigsaw operates. And he's analyzing how everything has to work. So you're like, oh, Riggs is learning his lesson, you know, take a chill pill, okay? At the end of the film, though, it's real. No, he he didn't learn jack shit. So (laughs) of course. (laughs) <laughs> so this is where we what come kind back of movie to would it be if you learned a lesson yeah and this is one of the movies where you can't watch soft four you can maybe watch soft three on your own because they do kind of explain the events of the first two films soft four though you really have to watch all three movies before because this is where they bring eric matthews back the guy from the second film the police officer he's strung up on this block of ice and this is the finale trap and this is this is one of my favorite traps in one of my not so favorite movies but 
it's this huge block of ice he's standing on and he's being like strung up by his neck and he's like barefoot on it so uh, if the ice melts he ends up hung up above him are these two huge blocks of ice and i mean blocks of ice they're like the size of my bed each block alone and these block of ice these blocks of ice are attached to contraption and the block of ice he's standing on is slowly melting half but he's like on a weird scale that teeter totters he's on one end of the scale hoffman's on the other strapped to a chair and this weird scale if it teeters to one side all the water will spill over to hoffman and it'll spill over to this electrical outlet that will shock them both. And so Eric Matthews has to not, in a weird way, he has to make sure that his ice doesn't melt. So he's like not standing. He has to make sure he doesn't stand on the ice for too long or whatever, because his heat will melt it. But then Hoffman has to not move so as to move it to one side and electrocute them both. And it's it's pretty sick. It's, it's pretty sick. And then you're like, what are these two blocks of ice at the top for, though? Briggs uh, sees this. And instead of analyzing and looking at everything, he charges through the door, which sets the trap off. The two blocks of ice come down on Eric Matthews, and they, like, so one comes down from his right, one comes down for his left, and it's made an Eric Matthews sandwich. And he's like, his head just blows up. <laughs> and it's, it's such an awesome kill. And then the ice and the water spills to one side because Eric Matthews dies and that half is destroyed. And Hoffman falls onto the water and it's like oh no Hoffman dies but then Hoffman gets up because the electrical outlet doesn't work and he was like ah I was jigsaw the whole time and uh, the agent Riggs is like what and then Eric uh, and then Hoffman I think kills Riggs and he's like you didn't learn your lesson and this whole thing this whole scenario was put up for you to listen Eric Matthews could have gone away with his life we could have saved this guy from like movie too but you know your inability to learn has caused his death and so on and it's like oh okay and then Agent Strom, though. Uh, Agent Strom. So, okay. And then, again, I forgot B-plot. Uh, Agent Strom, Agent Perez, and the other guy. They go throughout the film, and they're trying to piece together who this new Jigsaw is. Uh, they're slowly, I think, putting together that Riggs might be it. Uh, Agent Perez is taken out by some sort of gas or this weird thing when she encounters Billy the puppet, and his face blows up in her face. Um, so she's hospitalized, and I forget what happens to the older guy, but Agent Strom, he's found the warehouse of where all the events of Saw 3 took place in. So the room where, where Jigsaw, and the room where Lynn, and the room where Amanda were in. And he arrives, and this is where the timeline gets convoluted, so I'm sorry guys. I don't remember if their bodies Not are still it in it. I think they're convoluted bodies. already. Yeah, I think their bodies are in the room. Hold on, let me remember this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Their bodies are, I think their bodies are still in the room. And this is where I got confused because I was like, wait a minute. But the beginning starts with their autopsy. And the whole point of this movie is that it takes place after the autopsy. Right? No. But how are their bodies still in the room? But it's true that, no, that took place in the past. And this is how they find Jigsaw's bodies. And then that leads to the beginning of the film. And that the events of... So, okay, so let me explain this really quick. So Strom, and Strom finds this warehouse. Uh, Strom uh, walks into the room. He finds all the dead bodies. Uh, Detective Hoffman steps in. And he sees Strom in the room. Strom doesn't see him, though. And Hoffman closes the door on him, locking him in there. And that's, how the end, that's how the film ends. And you're like, okay, so Strom in this room now, where all the bodies are at. 
But how does Strom escape? Because we see him in the beginning when they're doing the autopsy and we see their bodies there. So we know he escapes. So the events that I just explained with Riggs and everything, that happens before the autopsy. And the autopsy actually happens in the future. So the autopsy scene actually doesn't take place until a while. And so we, we have yet to get to that scene. But that was the beginning of part four. So, so after Saw 3, where, where everyone dies in that room, ignore the autopsy scene. Uh, that's where Riggs and everyone finds Carrie's body strung up with the ribs open. And that's where, that's where they start trying to investigate someone on the inside must be doing it. And Hoffman sets up his trap with Eric Matthews and Riggs and everything happens. Strong gets trapped in the room. And then eventually down the line, Strom will escape. He'll call the police over. They'll take uh, Jigsaw's body and everyone's bodies. And then they'll eventually do the autopsy scene. That's where they find the chip in his intestine. And they'll play the tape that says, Hoffman, you still have yet to be tested. So this is where I'm like, okay, well, they're clearly planning this out. And at some point in the franchise, they planned out all these movies. But that this is part four is where I get hella confused. And I'm like, what the hell's going on? Things are happening in the future. Some of these aren't even flashbacks. They're flash forwards or whatever. <laughs> Movie four, the convoluted mess to me ends with Strom stuck in this room. And you're like, oh, okay, like, well, Strom's in here, but the bodies aren't there. So then you get to Saw 5. And I like Saw 5. Some people don't like Saw 5. I like it because it takes its slow time. It takes its slow pace to explain everything that has happened so far. Why is Hoffman the new Jigsaw? Where were the bodies? And well, Jigsaw's body, how do they eventually end up in the autopsy scene? How, how does Strom escape? Saw 5 opens up with this guy being uh, strapped to the table. Oh, my favorite trap from software, uh, the ice, the whole ice thing is amazing. And the teeter tottering, it's pretty sick. Where they have to work together to make sure that they don't they kill each other. Or whatever. Quick, we got to show, we got to shoot the, the film before the ice melts. <laughs> yeah, dude, I, that's, that's insane. I don't know how, I don't know how they, I don't know how Jigsaw's his budget to keep doing all this. Well, um, it's because every but, year the budget gets higher. No, I mean, like. In continuity in the movies, how does Jigsaw have enough? Where does he get all this money from uh, to do true. all this? Like, how does he get warehouses and stuff? I saw five, and I'm sorry if I've already turned people off with what I'm trying to explain here. But listen, I'm this is amazing. This is amazing stuff to me. This shit fascinates me for some reason. Um, saw five, it opens up with a guy laid to a table, and there's this blade. You know, you've seen the live action Scooby Doo movie, right? Where there's like these giant like blades that like Velma and Fred and everyone has to like jump through or whatever. Yeah. It's, it's like one of those. And yeah, it it, makes it this, real. Yeah, and it it's like oh, it's gonna cut through your, it's gonna cut through you in half if you don't do this thing. And the guy does the thing, but he ends up being killed anyways. And and then Hoffman, you see Hoffman making sure that he dies, and Hoffman sets it up so people believe that it's Jigsaw, that it's the actual Jigsaw, John Kramer. But Jigsaw's dead. But you see Hoffman setting it all up. And you're like, oh, why did Hoffman make sure that guy died? Hoffman isn't like a man though, where he makes his traps inescapable. He kind of gives him a chance. But that specific guy, he makes sure he dies. And that's it's a throwaway beginning opening scene, but it's kind of integral to Hoffman's character. So Hoffman is revealed that he was a police officer. And that scene in the beginning takes place before movie one <laughs> it takes place before movie one and this is where movie five is half of it's basically flashbacks 
That scene was taken before Hoffman became Jigsaw's apprentice. Hoffman found out everything that Jigsaw was doing, and he made his own trap to kill this specific guy because this guy is responsible for the death of Hoffman's sister, I believe. So he put him in this trap, and Jigsaw found out, like, wait, someone's copying my moves and framing me for a death that I didn't do. That trap was inescapable. I don't make my traps like that. So Jigsaw eventually ends up capturing Hoffman, and he's like, and mind you, half of this film is flashback. Uh, Jigsaw's like, why are you doing this? And Hoffman's like, listen, I'm not a killer, but I had to do this for the one for this one reason, because he, I think he was like his brother-in-law, and he was like, like my sister was living a hell with this guy, and because of him, she's dead. I didn't. I don't want to follow in your footsteps. This was just a one-time deal. I'm not a killer, and I kind of made sure of that because the trap killed him. I didn't kill him. The trap did. And Jigsaw's like, no, like, if you ever do traps, you have to learn. And this is where you see Jigsaw, like, teaching Hoffman, like, no, like, you got to do this. You have to do that. And Jigsaw kind of takes up Hoffman as, like, this mentorship role. And 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 you see, and this is where I'm like, no, this ties in still with the previous movies, because you see Amanda interact with Hoffman. And then you see, although Amanda was setting up some simple traps, Hoffman was the one doing, like, the big, heavy traps and the contraptions and they're all working together this trio of jigs of jigsaws and they're like doing their scenarios and trio of jiggies <laughs> and it's pretty sick because it's like oh yeah and it, even though some people consider the movie boring because it doesn't move the plot forward i am glad that i sits down and it's like okay let me explain everything and how it all ties together part four left me confused and befuddled part five like let me explain it to you guys so they explain everything and how Hoffman eventually came to be the way he was. And that 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 opening scene is essentially what led Hoffman on his journey to becoming uh, Jigsaw. And so while Amanda, Lynn, and Jigsaw were in that room and Terry was doing his own thing and everything was everything was happening, while all of that was happening, the events of that room where Lynn was doing the operation, every, everything that happened in Saw 4 happened simultaneously with Saw 3. The Griggs going because because you're like well why wasn't Hoffman in that room with them well because Hoffman was setting up Riggs as the new Jigsaw putting him through these traps where he has to analyze everything while Amanda was being tested by Jigsaw and Lynn was operating and Terry's going through the same thing so both are happening at the same time yeah and so when they all died in the room that's when Agent Strom enters the room and Hoffman locks him up so Saw 3 and Saw 4 happen at the same time. So that's why I say you can't watch Saw 4 without having seen the previous three films. Yeah, and this is when it's um, getting to the point where it's like, okay. Yeah, if you jump in at any convoluted. point, yeah, you're lost. Um, so then, yeah, so uh, continuing Saw 5. Uh, uh, so to move the plot forward, right? So all that's flashbacks. To move, oh, and one thing I forgot to mention, uh, part 4 and part 5 and the rest of them, they further explore... And it is also integral to the series. Aside from all those flashbacks, they go to further flashback and they flashback to Jigsaw's origin. Because we're not done with the origin. Uh, it turns out Jigsaw is married. And the reason why Jigsaw is also more miserable in his, before he became Jigsaw is because he, he had a wife. And his wife uh, had a ch- well, she was going to have a child. But there was a miscarriage due to the hands of a guy who was careless and because of him they lost their baby and the jiggy and his wife they split but eventually in like saw five or whatever it revealed that oh but like his wife was in on everything so she's basically another jigsaw and it's like jesus christ how many jigsaws are there 
I'm only mentioning that because that will come later. Her name's Jill Tuck. Put that in the back of your mind. It'll come back later. Hoffman. So Strom. Strom's locked in that room, right? Strom eventually is taken care of by Hoffman. Hoffman puts him in a trap. Hoffman does Strom doesn't know. Agent Strom doesn't know that Hoffman is Jigsaw. He he has not seen his face or his identity. But over the course of this film, Strom is putting everything together that, oh no, this is definitely Hoffman. Strom is put in this scenario, but it's made to be inescapable. So no one can survive and say, hey, Hoffman might be the jigsaw killer. And uh, Hoffman is attached to this container that will, his head's in a container and it's filled with water jugs and the container will fill up with water. He's not meant to escape this and he's supposed to drown. But eventually somehow he does escape through some weird thing where he like opens up a thing in his throat so he could breathe through that or whatever. But he ends up escaping and Hoffman, because remember this all takes place after events of Saw 3 and 4 because 3 and 4 happen at the same time. Except for the autopsy scene, which we have yet to see. Uh, Hoffman got off that ice contraption, and the police arrive, and they're like, "Oh, Hoffman, are you okay?" He's like, "Yeah, I'm one of the. I'm the only survivor after having set up Strom in his own trap. I was the only survivor. Eric Matthews was on this ice thing and ended up being crushed, and Riggs died because he didn't follow some jigsaw sick trap. Oh, and there's also room where Amanda was the other jigsaw because that all happened at the same time." And Amanda and Jigsaw are dead. And Lynn is dead. And all these people are dead. The people that I was dealing with and the people that they were dealing with are all dead. Oh, and I think Agent Strom is dead too. I think Agent Strom drowned. And they pull out Agent Strom like, no, like he survived. And this is where Hoffman's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> He's alive. Like I, I messed up. And so uh, you, that's this film. And it's pretty sick. I like the tension. Hoff, Strom is slowly putting the pieces together. Wait a minute. How did Hoffman survive? Wasn't he? Because they analyzed the trap and light. And he's like, Shouldn't he have died if the water went to one side? Shouldn't he have gotten electrocuted? Was there some sort of did the outlet not work? Then he's like, That's not it's not Jigsaw's MO. Of course it worked. He would have tested that. And then he's like, Why did he live? And he's like, Wait, why was I intended to kill? Why was my trap inescapable? Was I in, was I not supposed to survive? Am I not supposed to put these pieces together? And it's like it's pretty sick because he's slowly catching on to Hoffman. And at the end, it's essentially Hoffman v. Strom. And this is this is what makes the movie amazing to me. The whole, the whole, that the whole movie, Hoffman is like, Strom, you gotta trust me, please trust me. That's the whole theme of this movie. And <laughs> please, keep in mind, please. <laughs> yeah. So, plot A, Strom versus Hoffman. Plot B, is tying back to explaining how Hoffman worked with Amanda and Jigsaw, and how Saw Four takes place simultaneously with Saw Three. Plot C is explaining Jill Tuck's origin and Jigsaw's origin. And I completely neglected to fail to talk about plot D. I love plot D. So, the whole Why movie is... so many, Robert? Why are there so many plots? Uh, so, you know how in every movie there's like a giant scenario where people are in traps? I forgot to mention that. There are, you know how like in part two there was the house, and part one there was a room, and then in part four there was the... Part three there was Terry running, walking through at the factory... And then part four was Riggs setting up the traps. Part five, there's this group of people. There's five of them. And let me explain it after everything, okay? <laughs> so 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 Hoffman is like, okay, Strom, you have to trust me. And this whole this whole movie is like, you gotta trust me. I'm believe in me, like believe everything I say. And and uh, Strom doesn't believe everything he says. And there's this room. There's this room, 
and there's this glass case that you see Jigsaw's been building since like Saw 3 or Saw 4. And it finally pays off in this film. And it's this glass case. And the recording says like, oh, Agent Strom. And it's done in Hoffman's voice instead of John Kramer's voice. So Strom's like, aha, I knew it was you. And he's uh-huh. like, if you trust me and you've listened to my stuff, I've been giving you this whole time. Go put yourself in the box and you will be free to go and you will survive. And if you know Jigsaw, you're not going to want to put yourself in the glass box and Hoffman steps in and Hoffman steps into the room and Strom's like, you, you're the new Jigsaw. I've put it all you. together. And he's like, step in the box, Strom. And Strom's like, no, I'm not going to step in the box, you asshole. And they eventually, eventually have like a fight, a tussle. And Strom puts Hoffman a in the tussle. box and he closes it. And the box can't be opened until after like a couple minutes. And Strom's like, there, you're on your own trap. And Hoffman, this is where like they play the theme. Every time there's a twist, they play the I love the theme, the saw theme. And Strom's like, Hoffman's like, I've been telling you, you should trust me this whole time. That's the whole theme. I've been trying to set this up and condition you, but you didn't want to listen. And the box moves backwards because it almost had his like the box, the box is bulletproof and it's made, it's made out of like, I guess I don't know, indestructible glass. And it's made to protect the person who ever's in there. And it's like, if you would have trusted me, you would have put yourself in the box. And Hoffman's like, bye-bye. And Hoffman gets taken away as the room. It's like the, you know, in the New Hope where the walls and the trash compactor start closing in. Strom's in the room and he's like, oh shit. Like, I'm about to go. I'm going to be <laughs> turned into a he's fucking like, Strom oh, sandwich. No. And he's like trying to scramble to the like the ceiling, but there's no escape. And he's like, no. And Hoffman just like smiles as he's, be- as he's being taken away. He's like, yes, I killed the only guy who was on to me. And it's revealed through the flashbacks that Jigsaw set this all up in motion. Not Hoffman, John Kramer, because he wants to give Hoffman anonymity. He wants Hoffman to walk away of all of this, wipe his hands away, and wipe his hands clean and live a normal life after all of this has been carried out. He wants Hoffman to leave his to leave this all behind now, kind of-ish. Kind of. Kind of-ish. I think. And so the whole point of this movie is to give Hoffman anonymity. So the only person who was on to Hoffman dies. And man, is it one of my favorite kills in this? Hoffman, uh, sorry, Strom is squished. And you see it in such brutal detail. Like, bones are like cracking and shit. And then the, the walls open up again. You see him like, it's so disgusting. He, this is this flattened blob of a body. <laughs> and it's, it's hey, gnarly. You no know body shame here. Yeah, no body shame, sorry. Um, and so, as I mentioned, plot D, not a thing about it, not as important to the series, but it's this group of four people that Jigsaw was testing the Hoffman had set up. And uh, it's these people who don't recognize the privilege they have. Someone's rich. Someone was born into this family. Someone has this privilege over some other people who don't. And the whole point is that they each are kind of selfish because they only think about themselves, but they're supposed to work as a team. And make sure that the other doesn't die. Because at the end, the final trap has to involve all of them, or they're all doomed. Spoilers: They don't get the under- They don't understand the point of the, the 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 series, and so they each end up killing each other because they're like survival of the fittest instead of helping each other. It's like the group as a group they need to survive. So at the end, it's only two of them, and they realize they're screwed and they like die. I think because they didn't survive, and they realize, oh, we were supposed to work together from the beginning. And so they die. Not integral to the plot, but that's the plot. So Saw Six. This is this is a lot of people's favorite. Well, one of their favorites. Saw one, two, and six are considered like the best. Um, Saw Six rolls up. 
and it starts with Hoffman being carried away by the glass box and the glass box opens up and he walks in he's like well another day at the work <laughs> I another, another, day, another body yeah and so Hoffman walks away and he he has anonymity no one knew he was involved he survived all this ordeal he's good to go and to me this is where the series in my head kind of ends saw six because it is amazing and it ends should should have ended on this high note the films afterwards are like mm-hmm. so saw six remember the recording from saw four hoffman even though you've gone through all this you will be tested eventually and this is where everything that has ever happened gets paid off and this is quite a kind of why it's like regarded as like the one of the best films in the series because eventually it's like it all comes together it's like this is in this amazing movie Perez, Agent Perez, who I said was hospitalized because this thing blew up in her face, she survives. And uh, I think she was left like Strom's notes or something, or somehow her and the other agent, I don't remember how, but they end up piecing together that Hoffman may be it. And Hoffman's like, fuck, I killed Strom. And, ha- and they realize that Strom was the only one who was assuming Hoffman. And they're like, we still have yet to uncover that person who was working in the police department as the third jigsaw killer. If there was one, Hoffman said there wasn't one, but we believe that there is one. And so and this movie does tension really well. And that's plot A. Plot A. Plot B is this guy who works at an insurance company. You might remember I mentioned healthcare earlier in the beginning of this episode. Uh, flashback, another flashback. Jigsaw, when he went to his uh, healthcare provider's insurance, he, the guy who works at the insurance company, the guy who's the boss, he's uh, John Kramer's, like one of his good buddies, and he's like, "Hey man, like I've I've been diagnosed with cancer, and I I need this this amount of money. You know, you know how I've been good with my insurance, and I haven't need I haven't need I haven't had any need for medicine or medical re- like things or whatnot. Like my insurance coverage should be good, and uh, this guy he manipulates the system." in a dirty and crooked way and he's like oh i'm sorry but the insurance can't cover you at the moment because of this and this and kramer's like which is probably one of the most realistic aspects of it is it is it's it's like wow like people actually out there are like this and it it's so it's done really well and it's like i i'm sorry man like i would love to and jigsaw's like i've been paying you like this months and so i can eventually get coverage this is the one time i need it please i need my treatment for cancer and he's like i'm sorry and he's like you're basically giving me a death sentence because you don't want to lose money and he's like yeah it's like it's it's how the formula works and the way the formula works is he the the healthcare insurance provider whatever he has this group of six people and i think i call them the elite because that's what i guess they are and they review people's profiles and people's files and they try to find little little nitpicks in there and little loopholes to in order to make sure that they're not provided with the money and as to ensure less of a waste of money even though their whole point of the company is to provide people with insurance and so one of the examples that's given is there's a guy who needs a uh, heart surgery and he needs he needs some sort of treatment for his heart and the insurance provider comes in he's like oh i'm sorry but we can't do that for you and he's like what do you mean like my, my health has been fine until this moment like i need this and he's like yeah, but you have had a dental surgery done not that long ago, right? And he's like, yeah. Well, there's a risk that that surgery might might go wrong or something might be wrong with it. We have yet to see. We have to wait. But the time he's getting him to wait is the wait time that he's given to live. 
So he's like, well, I'm supposed to wait till I die. So we have to wait to see if any infection arises because of that dental issue, because it's known that uh, then gum disease can lead to heart failure and heart disease. And you don't want to risk it. And you're, you're prone. It's, it's, just, it's just like little, he, they make mountains out of molehills. And it's like this little, like, like, are you kidding me? Like, I need this coverage. And I'm only saying that because it's also integral to the plot. Um, and it seems like that. And it's these six people that are pointing out these little flaws that would normally seem like irrelevant, but they're used against each of these uh, victims and these people who need it. And I'm only mentioning those six because they've brought up. And so two thirds of the people who end up covered under the insurance aren't given the proper uh, medical treatment. So two thirds, that's something that's kind of important in the film. Um, and so John Kramer's like, you're giving me a death sentence. And that's actually the reason why Jigsaw went on his uh, on his crazy drive. And that's how why he crashed. Because he was like, I'm not being given these chances. These people don't appreciate others' lives. And you best believe that guy ain't going away untested. And so that's where Sauce 6 opens up. And this guy, he's like stuck to his contraptions. And every person that he's being... It's kind of like Saw 3. Where he's not being tested directly but he's being involved in the testing of others. Well, kind of like how Terry had to walk through the people, like this lady being frozen and this judge being a drowned in pig sludge and the guy being twisted by his limbs. That's kind of what it is. But uh, uh, the insurance provider has the option to save them or not, or save certain people. So the first instance, uh, he comes across, and this is one where I'm like, oh, this is a hard, all of these are hard decisions. And this is one of the hard, hardest movies to watch, not in terms of gore, Although that is amazing, and some this is some of the best gore, but it's decisions that are made in this film are like amazing. He, he's set up in these scenarios that make him reflect on all of his life's decisions. For instance, there's these two people that uh, are put up on this pedestal, kind of. There's this old lady. They're both all the people that are involved are employees of his because they're all in on this. There's this old lady. She's like a secretary, and she has her family is prone to being diabetic. Being, her family is prone to having diabetes in their blood and whatever and she's older in age and she has some health issues while the other is this young guy no history of ever having any diseases in his family or whatever the difference though is and he has to choose which one lives the old lady or the guy but the thing is the old lady has a family that will miss her she has relatives she has i think kids and she has sisters and siblings but the young guy has no one in life he doesn't have family. He's a loner. He and so Jake was like, like make your option according to your, uh, to your system. The old lady should die because she's more prone to having diseases. Whereas this guy, this guy has according to you has a lot to give to society. Where she doesn't. But the thing is, one of these will be missed while the other won't. Make your choice. He kind of sees the arrow his ways, but he has to survive. He has to choose one or they both die. And he feels bad, so he admits the old lady survived. And he's like, I've my system's wrong. I've seen it now. She lives. And the guy, young guy dies. His lesson like, a little bit. Yeah. And Jigsaw's like, We're not done yet. You have to this will be ingrained in your mind and you will forever remember this. So you never do anything again. So Jigsaw's like, continue on your path. And this is happening. This is uh plot point. This is plot B. Keep in mind. Um and one of my favorite scenes, and there's a lot of people's favorite trap of this movie, is the carousel. 
and is he six is his elite the group of elite six members they're on this carousel and they're being uh they're they're spinning around in a circle and there's a shotgun in front of them and the shotgun stops at every single one of them and uh the the guy only has two people he can save all the other four have to die because that's two-thirds of the people he will be responsible for killing the the whole two-thirds motif comes back so only you choose which two survive and so the 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 carousel stops at one person and the shotgun like goes down and the guy's like please please like i'm 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 the reason why we why the company has saved a lot of money like i i'm the one please i'm like your number one employee like i i because of us because of me you're rich and the guy looks and he's like crying like like man i'm such a dick and then He's like, that's not enough reason. And so the guy dies. Someone's like, I have a kid. I have a kid. And no one's like, I'm pregnant. I'm pregnant. And the other's like, no, no, you're not. Shut up. They all start screeching. And this is a hard scenario where he's like, well, who do I choose? And so he eventually saves two people. And he saves two people, right? And then everyone's dead except for one guy. And this guy knows he cannot be saved because two people have already been saved. And it's this heart, heart-wrenching sequence. Not because of the gore again, but because of like the emotion that's and like the cats went into the movie and then the gun goes on he's like please at least look at me as you kill me and he's like and the guy looks up and he's like i'm so sorry and he's like because like look at you this is all your fault and the guy dies and the guy's like and every, the, the two chicks are like thank you for saving us and the the guy's just crying and he's like i'm such a dick what have i done <laughs> and so tears yeah and then so yeah, and this is learning his lesson not yeah, that it matters yeah. Well, yeah, and it won't matter at the end of the film. <laughs> but he's one of the few people who, like, damn, he actually learned. <laughs> Unlike all the other films where these jackasses don't learn jack shit. But, um, in another room, simultaneously while this is happening, there's this uh, husband, no, there's this wife and then her son. And her son is, <laughs> a lot of people make memes of this, her son is the guy who plays Roderick in the original Diary of the Kid movies. Um, but they're in this room, and they're looking at the screens, and they're like, oh, like, why are we here? And they're like, oh, it's because of father. We're here because of dad. And so you're like, oh, like, are they being punished because their dad messed up all these people's lives? Uh, the guy walks into the room, and uh, there was this a reporter who was following up on Jigsaw, but I didn't never, I didn't mention her because she's not really important. But she's in the room, and the guy steps in to the. It's like the room split up into three cages, and he goes into the, one of the middle cage, and he's like. That's where the twist is revealed. They're, he's not their father. The reason why they mention, oh, we're here probably because of your father is because the guy at the beginning who screwed over by the dental thing, that was the dad. And they're like, you asked, well, you're the reason why our dad was killed. And the reason why we're here is because of our father and you're the reason why he died. Why are we in this sixth situation? What did you do? Why are we here? And the guy's like, I, I, I learned my lesson. Like, I'm sorry. And there's this lever and there's this vat of acid and... Uh, it's it's made to set up so that even though he's learned his lesson, ultimately the fate of his own life is not in his hands. Just as the fate of all of his victims were in their own hands, they were in his hands. Now it's time for his fate to be in the hands of someone else. And it's given to the wife and the, the kid. And they're like, you have time. You have a choice to revenge, to avenge your father. And I'm sorry for putting you two in this situation. You will be in no harm but this will be your chance to avenge him. Will you pull the lever? And they don't know what's going to happen. Will you do it though? Will, will you set this man free? And the mother grabs the lever. And it's this tense scene where I'm like, this is amazing. She grabs the lever and she's like, because of you, we lost our 
like the guy who supported our family. We struggled in life now because of that. You single-handedly ruined our family. But I'm not a monster like you. I will not stoop to your level. I will not do what you would have done. And she doesn't pull the lever. And you're like, oh, that's a good character of it. And then Roger steps forward and is like, yeah, but I'm not that. And he pulls the lever down. And this is the best trap. People say the carousel trap is pretty sick. I, I admit it's good for the gut-wrenching emotion. But this is just... This next trap is gnarly. This... This like thing of needles comes down and it injects into the to the guy, the healthcare guy, and it's pumping his body full of acid. He's like, no, please, I learned my lesson. They're like, it's too late. You learned your lesson too late. And you see his body like dissolve and melt. And it's so gnarly, but it's it's done in it's done using practical effects. And it's so amazing, dude. His he's like clinging onto the cage, so half of his body is like strung up but the other half is like melting and it's like his body's like stretching and shit and it's like oh that's amazing that is amazing and it, it's mm, chef's kiss again um that's plot b i explain all the probably plot b plot a hoffman we can't forget hoffman hoffman uh he's being uh chased by agent strom and not agent strom sorry strom's dead strom died in agent in movie five but agent perez and her partner and they get the tape the tape from the beginning of part five because remember hoffman that one guy that he killed that he hadn't teamed up with jigsaw yet the guy that was cut in half they're using that tape because they realized that that trap was not like jigsaws it wasn't using his mo it was nothing like jigsaws because remember this was before he teamed up with jigsaw so they're like if we use the recording for that trap we'll find out who did the voice who's behind the voice of that and we'll find out who the who this new jigsaw killer is and it's this tense sequence both plots are like these could be their own movies but it's it's amazing and so they they're like hey hoffman come with us and i don't know if they know that it's hoffman but they're like hoffman let's go we, we let's go to the lab and we'll we'll uncover who who this the new jigsaw killer is and so the three of them go to hoffman is this tense sequence where you see him like fiddling with himself and he's like mm, are they gonna find out what if i'm what if i'm discovered like what do i do the whole point of part five was so i would gain anonymity they eventually get to the lab and they're playing the tape and there's this lady who's playing the tape and she works with the police and they're rewinding the tape and they're like pulling away layers that were given to the audio so they can cover the just the raw the raw footage of who this guy is. And every time they play it back, uh, the recording says, I bet you're feeling hopeless now or something like that. I'm pretty sure it's that. But they keep repeating it and it's like, it's like Hoffman telling himself, I bet you're feeling pretty hopeless now. And Hoffman's like just walking around pacing nervously like, oh, shit, what if they uncover it? What if they uncover it? And it's pretty sick because then Agent Perez and uh, the other agent are like, how did you survive the events? Like Strom wasn't meant to survive, but he survived. But, you know, he left with wounds and this hole in his throat. But you left unscathed. Like, how did you survive? And they start questioning him and the audio is being played like, I bet you're feeling hopeless now. And it's amazing. And then they eventually get to it and you hear Hoffman's voice. I bet you're feeling pretty hopeless now. And then Hoffman just goes off. He goes on He goes on a murderous rampage and he kills all three of them. He like pulls out a gun. He like shoots one of them in the head. He electrocutes one of them or something. He spills something on one of them, whatever. He lights the whole place on fire and he walks away and he's like, shit, shit. I've been uncovered. I've been uncovered. And I killed these three. So maybe they don't know, but the audio still exists. Like, Oh, will I be exposed to the world? And it's like, oh my god. And at this point, I love Hoffman. I've I've gained an appreciation for Hoffman. Uh, by the way, it's Jill Tuck, the Jigsaw's wife. Remember how I mentioned she's important later on? She's important now. She uh 
she is revealed that she helped Jigsaw uh, set up one of her earliest traps for Amanda and Hoffman stepped up and helped him. And there was a point in which they kind of split. Um, but Jill Tuck is, is familiar with these traps. And uh, Hoffman, he, as he's realized he's been revealed, he's like, well, let me go realize, let me go see how my last trap has been set. And that's where he goes to the insurance provider and he sees him melting in half. And he's like, okay, everything's going according to plan. And Jill arrives and Jill uh, knocks him out with like some tranquilizer or whatever. And Hoffman wakes up and Jill plays the tape of Jigsaw and Jigsaw's repeating the thing that was said in part four. He's like, like, even though you set everything in motion and you were all this and all that, I knew that from the beginning and it's repeats the same thing from part four. You were, you still had yet to be tested. Now is your time to be tested. And the reverse bear trap is put on his head and you're like, oh, shit. <laughs> and in part one, there was like a certain thing where she had to get the key and unlock it. They're like, there is no key for this. This is your ultimate trap. This is where all the jigsaw traps end. There will be no more. This is this is why it's like, this could be the last film. This is where it all ends. And Jill walks away and she's like, bye, Hoffman. And she leaves and Hoffman's like, shit. And this, the time's ticking and his... The, the bear traps, like, you see him, like, the way the editing is done, the editing in Saw is pretty crazy at times, but it's, like, zooming in on the trap, is like, oh, he's gonna die, he's gonna die. Hoffman's pretty smart, though. He ain't no, he ain't no buffoon. So he goes up to the door, which has these bars, and he puts the trap, the, the, the mouthpiece that goes between his mouth, he puts it in between to when it eventually goes off. Instead of going all the way and splitting his head open, it only goes, like, halfway because it's stuck between the bars and because it's now open somewhat he like slides his mouth out of it but his mouth has been ripped open so he looks like the joker he's ledger's joker it's like how did you get these scars and so hoffman slides out and hoffman falls to his knees he falls to his knees as he's screaming as his mouth's been torn open he's like screaming at the top of his lungs and it's dramatic and it ends and i'm like that's amazing that's amazing and i'm like does hoffman does he stop being jigsaw does, does it end? This should end. But unfortunately, we get we get to the much maligned Saw 7 or Saw 3D or Saw the final chapter. Spoilers. Although it was meant to be the final chapter, I think Saw 6 should have been the perfect final chapter. This was this is one of those scenarios where, unlike Friday the 13th, where they call certain films the final chapter, the final Friday, even though clearly they knew they were going to make further films, this, I feel, truly was... The final chapter and even though you can now say well it's not it kind of is because the next film wouldn't come out to like a decade later i think so this is like i could see this as like maybe the final the final first piece of the saga even though i think it should end with part six because part seven sucks and you can tell they put all of their efforts into making the film 3d and man is this film suck in terms of story everything <laughs> the blood the blood looks cheap. The, the blood looks pink instead of red. Saw always looked, always had like a cheap look to it. But this film looks cheaper than the first when they had no budget. This shit looks just disgusting, dude. And not disgusting in a gnarly way. Just like, damn. They could have had, they could have ended the franchise on a good note. But yeah, you anyone, if you ever see a ranking of Saw series, Saw 7 is always the last one. And it's like, this is the only film that sucks. All the others don't suck. They're varying degrees of quality. But this one just absolutely is utter dog shit um saw seven uh jill tuck she's on the run from hoffman and hoffman this is this basically becomes a, a slasher all subtlety and all 
intelligence that had been seen throughout the films is thrown away. Hoffman becomes essentially a Michael Myers type where he's impervious to wounds. You can cut him, but he still keeps on walking. And it's like, what is he, the T-800 or whatever? And I see a lot of jokes of referencing him to that. Um, T-800. He basically becomes Jason Voorhees and he's like hunting down Jell Tuck and Jell Tuck is like running away and this is not it's this cat and mouse game and one of my ugh, this one just sucks I'm not gonna go into too much depth in this one but basically there's this guy who Especially wrote a book we were two on hours in. no jeez I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna honestly gonna have fun editing this um there's this guy who who wrote a book about survival of a of him surviving a jigsaw trap, but it revealed that he was just, that's that's false. He was never trapped. He was never put in a scenario. He's just banking money off of these victims' cases. And so he made a profit. Jigsaw noticed. He putting a, he's putting him in a trap. That's all you need to know. Hoffman Hoffman's character is destroyed in this film. Everything that I liked and the mystique of him and, and the intricacies of him as this film destroys his character. This film destroys Jill Tuck's character. It destroys Jigsaw. And then it's shown. Remember Dr. Gordon from the first film when he cut off his leg and he slithered away? He is the new Jigsaw. And that he worked with Jigsaw after Saw 1 on numerous traps. And that's why a lot of these traps have like medical things to do with them because he was a doctor and he helped them. And I'm like, this is the laziest shit ever. <laughs> Just to bring him back for the last chapter. And he's like, hello, Hoffman. Like, I'm the new Jigsaw. And why is he the new killer that doesn't make any goddamn sense why does any of this film exist and the film the film ends with hoffman putting the reverse bear trap on jill and this is the first time we see the trap actually do its effect and i kind of felt bad because i liked jill tuck's character because she's just she's just the wife of jigsaw who was wrapped in all this she didn't mean to be like the others and she isn't like the others but she was killed anyways and i'm gonna admit the 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 way the trap splits her face open is pretty sick but it's filled with 3d effects so like the blood and guts go to the screen and it's like oh that looks stupid also the film opens up with one of my least favorite traps it's this it's this film is like a final destination movie where it's just stupid the final destination movies i give a pass i love that series it's stupid fun but this doesn't fit for a Saw series. It's like the writers of that series came over here like, let's do a Saw series, and it's stupid. There's a scenario where that there's a trap that takes place in public. Now, most of these have taken place in warehouses and barns and discreet locations so people don't stumble upon them. But there's this trap that takes place in, like, you know, like, certain shops that have, like, displays of, like, mannequins and shit. This is, that takes place in one of those, and there's these three guys, and the dialogue's so bad. It's, again, reminiscent of Everything Friday the 14th bad. movie. It sucks. But that's Saw the final chapter and it was truly meant i feel to be the final chapter and this is where i lost all moment if i ever do another binge watch of the series i'll stop at part six i will stop at part six i won't continue on saw seven sucks i'm not gonna go on a rant to saw seven because this episode's already long enough and this is where the series died both because it sucked and because it was intended to be the last chapter and this i think this episode is probably gonna be longer than most some of the movies in the series Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um and then there was a hiatus on the series because it was meant to be the end. But then we pick up almost a decade later with Jigsaw. And this is a stark contrast to Saw 7. Saw 7 is cheap. It looks in terms of quality and everything. The acting Jigsaw is this glossy modern 
film, Billy has like robotics in him. His eyes glow. There's which cameras is really ironic, speak. considering what it is. Yeah, yeah. Jigsaw is, and it's not bad, but Jigsaw is a film that. Why does it exist? Because at this point, okay, we have Jigsaw. We have his apprentice Amanda. Then Hoffman. I can deal with that. I can also deal with Jill Tuck because you know she was kind of just brought into this world. I hate Dr. Gordon as the fifth Jigsaw. In this film, this one's kind of throwaway because it stands on, it's, but because it stands on its own, it's it's just whatever. You can skip it, especially considering the new potential that Spiral is bringing to the franchise. But Jigsaw is there's new cases coming up. It's reminiscent of Jigsaw. It's made to seem like Jigsaw is the killer, but instead it's the coroner. His name's Logan. And it's a there's a pretty cool twist where it's revealed that it's him. And again, kind of like because it's more modern than the others and it's more sleek, they use like lasers and shit. So it's much more like high tech. And that's where the ending kill is from like the guy's gets his head split open like a demogorgon um, through lasers and stuff. And it's pretty cool, but yeah. Um, and that guy is revealed to have known Jigsaw since the beginning. A sixth Jigsaw named Logan whatever's but at the okay and then this is where we get to spiral and spiral haven't seen it as of yet recording but a couple predictions at the end of saw seven dr gordon was accompanied by other people who wore pig masks and pig masks is uh jigsaw's like like michael myers kind of how he wears that white mask and a boiler jigsaw's get up is uh black robes black or red robes and a pig mask and there's this group of people who have pig masks. And it's like, oh, is there a group of jigsaws? Kind of like how in Scream there's multiple ghost faces. Is there like a cult of jigsaws? And so one thing that I think they could do, because I think they're planning, and I, one of my friends told me this yesterday, I think they're planning on doing an anthology series where each film is a different scenario. Especially because I guess the Saw series, the way they see it is like is a book where Saw is the main event and each Saw movie is a chapter. You know, that's why part seven is the last chapter. Um, Spiral is called Spiral from the Book of Saw. So it's like, oh, here's a little spinoff from the main book of Saw. So I think uh, that's pretty sick. So it's a spinoff. It's its own thing. Uh, That's why Billy the Puppet isn't in the film. Instead, it's a pig looking thing. Uh, Jigsaw, it's not the famous John Kramer voice we know. It's a distorted, different voice. And it's like, oh, this is unique. It's all different. It's all, maybe it's even in a different city. And my theory is, over the course of all the Jigsaws that have been set up, there's a cult that's arisen. And they're looking, and especially because in Jigsaw, they state, oh, there's this website set up to Jigsaw. And they're auctioning off, because it's one of the main characters, has a lot of Jigsaw's traps. And I, it was fun pointing out, like, that's from part four, that's from part five, that's from part two, that's from part one, that's the bear, that's the reverse bear, blah, 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 reverse bear trap. And there's the little water thing that Strauma's in. So there's, I predict, there's a cult of Jigsaws out there in the world. And they're spreading their influence. Because in the end of part six, the reason why Logan is Jigsaw is because he noticed that in his police department, the police are corrupt. And they're not doing their job that they should be by uh, um, you know, providing justice to the people who deserve it. And he's like, I will be doing that. And I'll start by attacking the cops, killing off the dirty ones, and then going to the thieves, murderers, rapists, and all that. And that's what he's doing. And he says, the, the way the movie ends, most of the movies end with him saying, game over. He says, I speak for the dead. I speak for those who never had their justice served to them. 
and this is pretty sick. So this is this is an anthology series. So each film from the Book of Saw afterwards, Spiral, and who knows whatever else comes out, is an, a different jigsaw in a different city. So they keep doing the who done it instead of going back and doing convoluted flashbacks and all this. New people, you don't have, you no longer have to flashback to John Kramer. You no longer have to tie it into the other films. They're their own set, st- standalone stories that can work. That's where I think Spiral, I think Spiral with the Jigsaw Killer has been influenced, the new Jigsaw Killer, by the events of the first seven films. And that, because they've already greenlit, they've greenlit the film after Saw, after Spiral, I believe. And I think it's called Saw X or something like that. They've already greenlit the 10th the tenth movie. So after Spiral, Why? we'll get another. Um, I, I, and for some I reason, want it. Spiral has Chris Rock and Samuel oh. L. Jackson. Uh, not for some reason. It turns out Chris Rock is a fan of the series. And he's the one who came to them with the idea of Spiral. <clears throat> yeah, it wasn't uh, It wasn't uh, the company. Just a warning. It, was... it already has not great reviews. Oh, damn. <laughs> well, I mean, critics <laughs> critics hate it, but the audiences yeah. love it. So Yeah, that's true. A lot of the song movies people hate it. I'll see. I'll, I have yet to see. I will see. I will I can do my spoiler review one day in a couple days once it eventually comes out. I will watch it. You'll guarantee I'll watch it. Um, but yeah, Chris Rock went to them with the idea. like, I love Saw. Do this. He's clearly enamored with it, and he wants the series to move forward because clearly everything's different. He's not using the elements that we know, and it's like different series, different Jigsaw, different anthology sequence, sequences we could do. Yes. Even if the film sucks, which I didn't think about, damn, this might suck. <laughs> I, I welcome other Saw films because they no longer have to ruin the first six films you know what i mean they no longer have to tie back they can be their own things now it's called to jiggies uh i would i dare you i'm excited i would that's amazing doing their own brand of justice that's amazing um do you have any further interest in the saw series or i watch the movies i'm not you know i I watch the movies they're fun to watch yeah uh yeah they get fun to watch i'm not i'm ironically enough i'm not that into the saw movies or horror movies as a whole i'm just kind of along for the ride yeah that's true <laughs> that's true i do i do love the more physical aspect though going to like haunted houses or going to universal which we mm. will be going this year yes. hopefully we have secret plans to maybe record it oh yeah oh yeah we because we didn't do that well we weren't doing the podcast what 2019 so we uh, didn't yeah we were planning on I, doing it yeah, I recorded some out. sequences because I have something from Killer Clowns, but it's like like a five minute clip. But we could include whatever our thoughts of um the 2019 uh, maze were because we could we could record ourselves at the uh, at the event and then we could do a podcast episode. My where tooth we... just cracked. Uh, whoa, that's not good. We could even rank all the mazes, like which mazes we think are our favorite, and we yeah. could loop in the 2019 mazes as well. And because we haven't done an episode on that, and then yeah, um. But yeah, I like experiencing horror as well. Horror movies is like the closest experience. It's the closest you can get to like going through horror experience. Like uh, Halloween Horror Nights would provide. Um, not that I would yeah. love to go through a traumatic experience like anyone in a Saw series or Paranormal Activity movie, but yeah, no, that's the closest I, I would like to get. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we have we have some things and we have some things planned. Uh, going to certain locations. 
I'm looking forward to Saw. More Saw, the better. I want Saw slowly catching up to like Friday the 13th and Halloween. 10 films that they nine for sure. 10 they're doing. That's amazing. Bring me more. Feed me. Feed me Saw. Um, If at the end of this episode, I realize I probably sound like I have no energy because I just spent almost two hours discussing the sauce. No, 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 no. Not almost two hours. Over two hours. Two uh, hours, seven minutes, and 40 seconds to be exact at this <laughs> point. This isn't like a Friday the 13th where I could... Because our Friday the 13th episode, uh, it was like, what, 30 minutes or so? Maybe? Maybe an hour. I remember that being short because it's easy to explain where the first one, the mother's the killer. Second... Jason's first appearance, but he doesn't have the mask yet. He has a sack hit. Third film, it's in 3D. He gets the hockey mask. Fourth film, he dies. Fifth film, it's an imposter. Sixth film, he comes back to life. Seventh film, he fights Carrie. So on and so on and so on. This film, you can't quite do that. The series, you just can't quite do that. It's convoluted. But that's kind of why I like it. And it's the only series that I appreciate for that. It's like a it's like a TV show. The first six films are like are like a are like a season. It's like a drama. You get the pilot and you end up the season finale. And then Saw 7 ruins it. But I I was invested and I want to be invested again. So yeah, that doesn't mind. We will do an official uh, Saw episode one day on the main on the main Salem Station podcast episode. Won't be for a while though because I really like the first film. But uh, yeah, that's everything I have on the Saw series. Um, I might eventually rank all these films in a different episode and even rank the Jigsaw Killers of the favorite traps. Part one, uh, reverse uh, bear trap. Uh, part two, the needle pit. Part three, either the rack or the thing with the ribcage. Uh, part four, the ice contraption. Part five, uh, the Strom thing with the, the one that had Strom uh, in the middle of the closing walls. So that was pretty sick. Uh, part seven, oh, sorry, part six, the carousel or the, the, the needles full of acid. Part seven, I got nothing. Part eight, the laser, laser death at the end. Um, yeah. Uh, thank you everyone for listening to this extended episode that I knew I knew this was going to be a long episode from the beginning because there's no way I was going to be able to explain this bluntly. But yeah, I have, hopefully it came off as sounding. Hopefully it came off as me sounding passionate about it and not just rambling. <laughs> Shit, yeah, but this I, he's been he's been talking about this nonstop ever since the movie's been announced. But, yeah, I've been. I've been I've been hyped. I've been hyping this up. I watched them all in order to get to this and this depending, is my end. Uh, I mean, depending on what happens, there may be a five minute or it's either gonna okay, it's either gonna be five minutes or an hour. There's no in between about his thoughts on the movie. Whether <laughs> it is terrible or whether it is great. Yeah. It we can either see. be it can either be a praise or it'll be a rant. I okay, yeah. I before I go further down this spiral of a series. No, sorry, let me <laughs> let me do that better. I wanted to include a fun in there before I spiral. I can't do it. Anyways, uh, thank you for listening to uh, this episode of the Witching Hour. We'll do more of the Witching Hour. We did one for Friday and Halloween. We will eventually yep. do it for George Romero zombie series. I yes, won't do it for that. It's just, eh. but yeah. Uh, thank you guys for listening to this episode of The Witching Hour. I'm your co-host, Robert. And I'm Alex. And see y'all on...
I can't say the witching hour. This is the witching hour. See y'all on the main Salem station. See y'all aboard the station. Oh, see you for the Salem station. Send it. Send it.